Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers 97 times. Miller Lite. Ooh, shout out. Welcome to this edition of Road Trip In with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton. We're coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios inside the Wynn Las Vegas. It is beautiful. It is wonderful Delicious. here, as always. Ugh. Richard is remote. He actually was just, in case it's still a part of the episode, he was just blending himself a margarita. <laughs> what did you end up making, Richard? A little whiskey soda. A little whiskey soda. But it, the ice in the ice machine was coming. I was trying to get cubed. It was coming out. It was crushed. So crushed is oh, the only way to get crushed or ice. cubed. <laughs> the fact that you have an option shows yeah, how rich but, you are. Yeah, but it's it's a it's it's about the surface area. It, the smaller the ice, the faster it melts. And so, you know, don't you just want a big cube? One, just one? yes. If you're gonna go whiskey, if you're gonna go whiskey neat, which is a great way to enjoy it. Yeah. So the way Channing loves wine is the way I enjoy whiskey bourbon. Oh. You like yeah. that analogy? Like sort of. I don't know if risk which Richard. I don't know if Richard has a <laughs> wow. It's been a wow. Late, it was a late night for Jenny. Wow. No, no. I'm actually fine. Wow. You know, I have dyslexia sometimes. Look, start that hair of the dog, big guy. Yeah. Oh, God, hair of the dog. We're already on the back of the dog. We're at the tail. You're sniffing buttholes. You're sniffing buttholes. That's what you're doing. Wow. I had two jokes for that, and I'm choose the right one, which is disgusting. And ah. The other one was. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are so gross. Anyways, by the Richard, way, with that what is your, on your what chart. is your uh, dude? Yes, it's the best. It's the best. Uh, what is your whiskey like? What does your whiskey library look like? Like, what is that? I never actually seen it. Do you just drink I, one? First of all, l- let me let me just say this because you'll appreciate this. Just being in in Portland, my favorite whiskey library. Is the Multnomah Whiskey? Is it Multnomah yeah, Whiskey Multnomah Library whiskey. in Portland? Yeah, yeah. That place is beautiful, amazing place. But my whiskey library at my bar is just all the whiskeys. I just want all the bourbons. I love the Japanese ones, the Nika, the Malt. Uh, Do you have I them like in your house? Do Basil you have like a Hayden. Section yes, I have them all. No, I just have. Oh. I just have like because I have that like bar, so I have like you know tequilas and all right, whatever. Right, right. And but you don't have a special level, section it's, it's, for your for your uh, whiskeys. I have a I have like legitimately. You've been to my downstairs, bro. Like the Richard, actual bar. I know, but I'm saying you're a whiskey guy. You said I'm a whiskey. Yeah. You're a whiskey guy, like I'm a wine guy. I literally yeah. have thousands of bottles of wine. Do you have ten to fifteen different bottles of whiskey that you like or try? I probably most of the time have somewhere between 25 Ooh, and 30. Wow. You got money. Have you ever well, had no, because a... it's like, if you think, because no, I like, the, so you got Woodford Reserve, you got right. Basil Hayden, right. you have Blanton's, uh, you have multiple different mezcals, right. um, which yeah, I, I'm Jefferson. a big, I'm a big mezcal fan. I know that's a tequila, but I'm saying it, it, it gets like a smoky peaty kind of right, like right, right. Uh, bourbon flavor. There's High West. Um, then there's, again, you get into like all the different ones. And so once you kind of like buy like angels, envies, four roses, there's so many right. ones that once you, the Jefferson one is great. Jefferson has like four different ones. I'm a big Frank Sinatra, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Daniels did a Frank Sinatra one. So I have a couple of those. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, whiskeys aren't something like a wine. You drink a bottle of wine, that bad boy's gone. A whiskey is something that you buy it. And, you know, you, you know, two, three shots every, you know, couple of weeks of it. So it just kind of sits up there. So ultimately you just, yeah, every night. So ultimately a little three finger pour. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes depending on the day, it could be a four finger pour. Uh, So that's it for me. I I love it. I knew those. Yeah. Do you prefer three or four? four You love nasty. You love nasty. 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 Stop me before I get too far. Um, Okay, guys, we have a special guest coming up at the end of this episode. But before we get there, um, we want to talk. Obviously, season is right around the corner. um, And we want to look into uh, the NBA, if you will. So kind of like the preseason, the early talk. We're going to do a team preview. And then we're also not really. We're going to go by division. <laughs> okay. I was divisions say, out of the east boo-boo teams. and divisions out of the west. And then we're also going to do like a player preview. Okay, here we go. So uh, let's start with our team preview, uh, the Eastern Conference. And I am going to, I want to know who you guys think will win. First of all, do you even know who is in the Atlantic Division? Uh, yeah, I was in the Atlantic Division. Okay. Philly, Brooklyn, Philly, Brooklyn, Boston, New York. 
Toronto. No, I don't there you know. go. Yep. Yeah, Toronto. Yes. So yeah, that's it. who wins the Atlantic <laughs> division? I will give oh, you guys Boston. the Not odds right close. now. Not okay. Boston. Celtics I'll even money. Odds. Nets yeah. are two to one. Sixers three to one. Raptors twelve to one. Knicks long shot. Wait, the Brooklyn Nets have better odds to win the division than the 76ers? Yep, two to one versus three to one. Jeez. Hi. Jeez. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I love uh, the, the awkward audio. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> uh, the, the awkward audio is amazing because people on the audio side won't understand why you guys are just randomly giggling. I am oh, actually going to say, though, when I looked up, I thought his nose was touching the glass. It was touching the glass. He, yeah. he literally mushed that his nose against the time glass. in Amsterdam. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. Atlantic <laughs> Division. Who wins at Eastern Conference? Boston. You said Boston. Boston. Yeah. What about you, Rich? And were you surprised by the uh, Nets over Philly? The Nets over Philly is more intriguing to me than who's going to win. Because Boston, look, you added Malcolm Brogdon, which I think solves a lot of problems again. If they're healthy, uh, if they can <laughs> if they can stay healthy to me, then they're they're probably a top t- three team in the, in, in the East. <clears throat> the top five team in the league if they stay healthy. Can I say this? And this is not, I'm saying this because it's on my heart, and I'm not saying this that I don't think <laughs> Philly is going to be good, and I'm probably going to catch some slack. I think Philly has, other than I'm going to take Joel Embiid out, I might take P.J. Tucker out, but that team composition is a very front-runner team. Why? I don't think I've ever seen Philly move past adversity like most championship, like if you're building a championship team, I don't think they put enough players or the right players in that situation, other than maybe PJ Tucker, to fix That's what, I was about what to they say. really to fix what they really need. In this day and age, you need two to three legit, consistent players. Boston's three guys that were crazy consistent were Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, and I'm even going to say Robert Williams and Marcus Smart are one and one, mm-hmm. right? Because they may not be the most talented, but they are crazy consistent. And defensively, they do things. And then their bench was solid. I don't know. I, I want to see how Philly deals with adversity this year. Um, but I don't – I know front running is kind of harsh, but, like, I don't know how they that team deals with adversity, and that's just my question about Philly. I'd like to see no, them. No, okay, no, right? We're we're on the same page. Okay, yeah, okay. we're we're on the same page. Okay. But but I think the way that I, I I see it is more of when you when you look at Philly, and I think PJ Tucker is one of those guys that can change the energy right, in a locker right. room. Right? He's a guy that can like no 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 no. And look on a on a different level in a very different way i think patrick beverly as much as he goes over the top he is a person now it can have an effect but it could also wear you down there but there are certain people that bring a level of intensity to a locker room right i think pj tucker is one of those guys that is now and always has been just but known more in the broad sense uh since after winning but look i think miami benefited from having him there we know what he's done in milwaukee and we've also seen places where he leaves, they talk about how much they miss him. Right. So when I look at that, I think the value that P.J. Tucker brings, especially as he gets older, is Absolutely. going to be less and less physical and more mental and emotional makeup of like, hey, like we know Miami's got those guys that Miami just didn't have enough firepower. But he fit right in with Miami because he has that mental makeup. And sometimes you need to bring guys in. So right. I like addition. So I don't think that they're missing any much. I do, but but to your point, the adversity side, yeah, Joel Embiid has to show me through adversity. Um, James right. Harden has to show me through adversity because you're not going to win a championship without adversity unless you're a stacked Kevin Durant Warriors team, unless you're a stacked Shaq Kobe team. Right. Like, there's very few times you're going to win a championship without adversity, and there's no team out there currently with any makeup that can win it without it. So Philly has to do it it's, through it's adversity, and they don't me. have two guys that have done it. Right. It's hard for me to go, okay, if Philly plays Milwaukee for seven games, like, I'm like, no. all right, who you no. done, right? With right? Middleton, like, too? With Middleton? It's actually, Middleton? like, no. I just don't, I don't see Philly. I, I, It's hard for me to imagine in a seven-game series that any of them 
take on that challenge mentally to say, hey, I'm going to like beat up on Giannis instead of Giannis beating up on us. We're actually going to go to the, the um, Central Division next, and, okay. and I want to know who can give the Bucks the biggest run. But before we get there, who's the one player that you guys need to see make the biggest impact, difference, change, et cetera, for Philly? Is it all James on Joe? Harden. Is it, Okay, it's James Harden. It's 100% on James Harden. I think James Harden has the talent. Now, this is what I'm going to say. I don't need 2012, 13, 14 James Harden. I need top 15 in the NBA James Harden. I need him to, t- to be Batman and Superman with Joel, not Batman and Robin. I need him to be more aggressive and for each game to matter because even though, you know, realistically, I think they're a top five team in the Eastern Conference. Realistically, I need him to be in, come into season of shape. I need him to be like, guys, go here. This is a Joel player. This is, you can't just throw the ball to Joel and then stand there. Like, you're, you're James Harden. You're an MVP of the NBA. Like, take advantage of this opportunity where you're not going to get double teamed. And I want to see him not lean into the free throws, but, like, actually put his body on the line and create opportunities for his team where it's not just superficial the first three quarters. I want to see him make plays in the fourth quarter. 21 games with Philly last year, 21 points, 11 assists. Of course. Easy. Seven rebounds. It's crazy. He's going to get you those. Those are are crazy numbers. Those are crazy numbers. And and, and it seemed like people were on him like he played terribly. That's how great of a player he is. Yes. Absolutely. I, I would say this. This is the most important year of James Harden's career. This is the most important year, right? In my opinion, from this standpoint, it's this. We know the accolades are there. We know the greatness is there. There's actually been a, a little bit of a decline, and people have now questioned him. And so they really questioned him. And it was like postseason, he struggled. He admitted it. He's taken less money. So when I say that he's having, you know, or this is going to be the most important year, it's because will he reclaim his spot as one of the top 10 players in this league at one, for a long time, top five players in the league? Will he reclaim his spot? Or will he stay in that spot now where our expectations of him should be somewhere between the 15th and 30th best player, right? right? Because and, that, and that's not a disrespect, but it's like he's kind of fallen out of that top five spot. Will he reclaim it? Will he come into shape like Channing said? Will he do all of the necessary things? Will he get his scoring back up to 27, 28 points a game? And if he's not going to do it, that's fine. He's had an amazing career. But then we need to start setting our expectations for him in a different manner. And if we set our expectations for him to give you 22, 11, and 7, which is amazing, then it's going to be somebody like Maxi that has to step up. Somebody like Maxi or Tobias, somebody else on the offensive end right. is going to have to step up because we've seen that James, it, you know, he's not going to be able to give you those 30, 40, 45 point outbursts every third night right so somebody else has to step up so i think we can't judge it based off that i'm not worried about him scoring it's more how much does james harden affect winning right that's my biggest question like i think it's everyone's biggest question how much do you affect winning james harden's gonna get you dummy numbers yeah dummy numbers like the game seems so easy we talk some of the best shooters in the league he shoots he literally made a step back three like a free throw Mm-hmm. right? He made getting to the free throw line something that had to be addressed by the NBA. So we're not discrediting his greatness, but how much does he affect winning on this team? Let me ask you this question really yeah. quick, and then we are moving on. Okay. I know you guys have more energy for other teams. Um, when you talk about impact on winning and winning when it matters most, does the move that he made this summer to take less money for that roster, do you? is that a step in that? Is that a... No, yes. I have to see it. I, I just want some energy on the defensive end. Oh, one. you need a physical. And I need a physical. I need it. I need him to be energized game 25. I don't need I don't need energy every but, but, single but game. Really quick, hard, but really, but like, really quickly, though. But really, quick, but really quickly, though. In James Harden's defense. No, wait, wait, wait. In James Harden's defense, we know that his talent and greatness and his scoring generates wins. He's been to the postseason every right. year. Like doing all the things, like like we know that that wins. Like we we to lead a team as the best player to a postseason is not something that we should just gloss over. And he's done it for a lot, a lot of a lot of years as the best player. Is this and 
Again, he lost to the Warriors. Now, they should have won, in my opinion. You had some injuries. You had some bad performances. But, like, his teams that were going toe-to-toe with what historically goes down as one of the top five greatest teams of all time, his teams were going toe-to-toe with them and coming up short. So it's like we can't talk about how great those were and then all of a sudden act like James Harden is losing to some bums here. Right. So, like, James Harden's game has impacted winning at, a net, at another level, but – He's also had some epic bad performances at the highest levels in his peak performance. So now that we see his performance level dropping a little bit, it's like now you get nervous to be like, okay, can they go win a championship with James not being able to go for 35, 40 on a given night? He's only going to give you 22, which is great for every other player, right? Like great for every other player. Like I I was, you guys remember the panel that I was on? I was on, I was on that panel a couple of days ago with like, with, you know, Barkley and Scotty Pippen. I was a fucking amazing basketball player. I was That's an outstanding it. basketball player until you compare me to Scotty Pippen. And then I was just okay. Yeah. I, I would was say you were boo-boo. I was, you I were was just okay. I, I, I was Jeez. just okay. Straight cheese. Like, compare me to most of the people in the world. Like, I was an amazing basketball player. Compare mm. me to Scotty Pippen. I would, I would just say okay. you're low, would you're just lower okay. third. Again, you. great point about James Harden. Again, why I preface with the fact of winning when it matters most, which we're talking championships. Yes. Yes. Right. That's what the that's what the concern becomes. Moving on to the central, this should be pretty easy. Can anyone challenge the Bucks? They are a huge favorite. Cavs mm-hmm. seven to one. Bulls no. five to one. Pistons Pacers long shot. Uh, the, uh, I think the Cavs can honestly. I just don't think the the Bucks have made moves to make their roster energized. I think they rely. They don't on, need to. Uh, yes, you do, Richard. If your team expects to make the the championship game every year. When they brought in Bobby Portis, that was an injection of energy. Who have they brought in this summer that is an injection of energy that can transfer that hungry energy? Like now Bobby Portis got paid. He established himself. He's going to still be Bobby. They're looking at Giannis as like that lead horse, that lead dog to like be himself. That's a lot emotionally. You got to take some of that emotion off of him. But I know. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. That's fair. That's one school of thought. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that it's wrong. That's fair. I'm. Not, that's right. I look at them, Milwaukee, and follow me here. I look at them as more of following a San Antonio model. Okay. We've got our core, and this is the core we're going to ride with totally. for X amount of years. We're going to tweak some things. We're like we're not going to overreact. We were one of the best teams in the league. We're the defending champions, and Middleton goes out, and we lose to seven to a team that goes on to the NBA finals. So if we get our second best player back, who is one of the uh, a four-time all-star, we should be in the finals and we have a chance to win a championship. So we shouldn't overreact. And then they have to develop, which historically Bud is always great at Justin Mora, uh, um, you know, um, right. You know, the, you know, the, the guys that they're bringing in and Grace Allen bringing him in like, like, yes, you're going to have to tweak it over. But if you go back and look at the Spurs and their championship stretches and even stretches without championship runs they kept their core together and then they danced around who they were going to bring in and right we're seeing the same truly. thing richard what, what i'm saying yeah. is every but, first team brought in an injection of energy my thing is the milwaukee bucks have not brought in an injection of energy now it may happen at the the the, the all-star break it may happen trade deadline but it's hard for me the the calves are younger they're taller, they're more physical, and you're asking Brooke Lopez, who's been notoriously hurt the last two years, to like re- be like at his best. So now you have to play Giannis at the five. But if you play Giannis at the five against the Cavs, you have four guys that are ready for that, right? Or Brooke? I, Sorry, I Brooke. think. I, I think. I yeah. It's I think different that when you have three seven Cleveland footers. Could win, Cl- Cleveland could win more games than them. Cleveland could win more games than me. Right. Them. If, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't pick Cleveland to win in the playoffs. Ooh, that's one of those. Yeah, that's one of those ones where it's like, oh, Cleveland won fifty-two games because they were fuck, they were crazy. Milwaukee won fifty-one. They won the division, but like in a playoff matchup, because of the experience of the two-time MVP, right. and this will be the Cleveland's first year together. I wouldn't pick them to win the final. Now they they might upset them, mm-hmm. but I would view that as an upset. So oh, totally, it's one of those totally. things where you but can win I'm more saying... games. Like Utah won, Utah won the most games, you know, two years ago. Not a lot of people were picking them to win the championship. No, no, Chicago was like one or two, and then they were boo boo for the foo foo. Who wins? Exactly. Moving on the Southeast Division. 
Heat, big favorites. Hawks two to one. Hornets twelve to one. Wizards magic. Uh, well, this ain't gonna be the Wizards. <laughs> Ain't gonna, no. ain't gonna be the Hornets. Trash. Can the ain't Hawks, gonna be the Hornets. Trash. Ain't gonna be the Hornets. Make I don't know. I, I'm like really curious about where the Hawks' energy uh, is. I like the idea, I, th- but they're not physical. Like at the end of the day, you have two small guys, two smaller-ish guys as your guards. I love the idea of moving Trey off of guard, off of being a the point guard where now Dejounte is, because Dejounte is like a Swiss Army knife, and I love his game. I don't think when he's playing Boston, uh, 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 Brooklyn, Milwaukee, th- they're going to get beat up. Like, they're just going to get posted up. You have to double team. And so defensively, are they committed to that? Last year they showed they weren't. The year that they were great, right, well, the first year with, with uh, Nate, they were like, oh, we're committed to playing defense. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year, the beginning of the year, they didn't even take it seriously. And they were fucking up. And then now this year they get all these new guys, but none of their guys really have length or physicality that is going to address the problem. Like Capella, John Collins, there's no length. Well, well, John no, Collins no, okay, is six so, seven. Length. So Clint Capella doesn't play at the end of games. But we're talking about the, the, let's the, let's compare them to the top five. I don't think they're a top five team in the East. My thing with them is this. My opinion. In order to maximize both of their guards, yeah, you know Dejounte and Trey, they're going to have to change. They're going to have to change the way they play. That's the question. So we have two young all star guards, McMillan? one all NBA guard. I'm just saying we have two all star. You have two right. all star guards. Right. They're now in the same backcourt. One's a triple double guy, ball dominant guy. Right. Like let's not make it seem like like he's maybe not as like great as Trey Young is yet. But he's a young, up-and-coming guy. But he's an all-star, and he's a triple-double guy and can do it all. You also have Trey Young, who's led a team to the postseason, can do it all. Not do it all, but, like, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, has a great offensive package. What do you – like, they've got to adjust their games to be able to play together before I give a fuck about what their defense does, before I give right. a damn about who else is on their team. If the two 25- and 24-year-old all-star fucking point guards – don't adapt their games to play together or have a type of relationship that allows them to figure it out in a positive way. Nothing else matters. True. Nothing when it else. comes to who comes out of the East. You ready for these? Yeah. Celtics and Bucks, both the favorites at three to one. Okay. That's about right. Nets, four to one. Sixers and Heat, both that's, around eight to one. I'm going to be honest. I put the Heat above the, six, uh, the Nets. That, that's yeah, that, the, the the nets the net the nets is Vegas so just stealing many money from what people. If. Stealing there's people. So many yeah, what? They're stealing if money. Crazy. They, they, <laughs> everyone's like, but if this is a great bet, because think about it, the nets got the don't do that, people. Do not bet. Don't. don't we're do not going to turn this into a betting podcast quite yet. We're on our way there. We're on our way there, just like everybody else. But let me tell you, don't bet your money on the nets. I don't care what the odds are. I just don't. I just can't go into a season. You never go into a season with like six what ifs and a dude who's like, like they got six you can what have, ifs. You can have you can have no what ifs, and it still takes a miracle for everything to go right. And they got right, six. everything Two can go right, and, and you got to what? Yeah, I don't know what he you was just right. said. He said you could have zero yeah, what ifs. You need, you need everything takes, to go right with no what ifs. Oh, cussy mouth. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, heading to the west. This is fun. Okay. Who wins the Southwest Division? New Orleans. Grizz, even money. Mavericks, no. two to one. Pelicans, four to one. Rockets in Spurs. Long shot. Oh, Dallas got oh, nice. No, this Mavericks. Year. Yes. Ooh. Tell- okay. Mavericks. I think over this the Grizzlies. Is not, why? This is what I'm gonna say. I am not. I love John Morant. I love the Grizzlies. How they play. I love their organization. Jaron Jackson Jr. does not get enough credit for what he does defensively and with their defensive versatility. They have not gotten better this summer. They've talked a lot, and they've gotten rid of guys like that were very important to them, whether that was shooting, whether that was physicality. There are guys that are hurt that aren't going to play. You have to evolve each year, right? You can't, you know, ramp, this ain't 1980s. You ain't going to put five Rambos out where he's up here killing fools in, in the jungle five different times. You got to evolve. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And so I don't know if the, the Grizzlies have evolved this year. And you're asking John Morant, who was in the MVP talk for a little bit, to now do that consistently with expectations, which is very hard and a very different attitude towards the beginning of the season. So I don't yeah, think they, they, yeah, kept, they have that, no defensive versatility. Yeah, they, yeah, they they've kept progressing, and this is the thing about young players: young players still have room to grow. John Morant's not the best version of himself. Uh, Bain is not the best version of himself. Uh, Dylan Brooks; these guys are still like in their early mid twenties, so they're not the best version of themselves yet. That being said, like I want them to be healthy. Like I, we can applaud that they win games without John Morant, but. When you win games in the regular season without John Morant, and then all of a sudden you're having to win games in the postseason without John Morant, it's a very different story. Mm -hmm. And so in order for them to really be the great team that they can be, they need help, you know? And now you have, you start to kind of look at it, dude, it's very hard to play the game the way that John Morant does. It's just hard on anybody's body. You've seen that in NBA history. So he's got to, he's got to give me 75 games and then he's got to be healthy on a playoff run. Like that's the only way to win a championship. If the if if the Warriors didn't have Steph for multiple games, you know, it was, you know, you saw what happened to their team. So it's a great that they can win without. That's a compliment to their coach, compliment to their team, but you're not gonna win a championship without them. And they had to play in the postseason without them this year. And that's the part that like, you know, between him and um uh big fella big fella's hurt gonna be hurt to start the season Jared this Jackson. year. Oh, um, yeah, he's going to be hurt to start the season. So it's like, I need help. Seem pretty united on the Dallas front with the exit of Jalen Brunson, who's who outside of Luka. Oh, they just Fucking got my Luka's man from... Need, uh, bro. You just no, need no, Luka no, no, Magic, no. bro. Dude, this bothers me. <laughs> we just got my guy from the power forward from Houston. Christian Wood. Yes. Christian Wood. So, you know what? I actually... You know, I've known Nico since I was oof, 19, 20 years old. And I got a quick chance to mm-hmm. talk to him. And, um, you know, I, regardless of what we were talking about with specifics, I love what he said. And he was like, I have to be patient of who I surround Luca with because what we have is something amazing. And I don't want to rush and bring somebody in and ruin that chemistry. Mm-hmm. That, to me, number one, shows the sign of, like, an amazing GM but that shows the, the commitment to Luca and his development and his youth. And it shows that they're bringing in the right guys at each step that they take. So they made the, the first round, they lost. Made the first round, they lost. Last year, they did their thing, beat the shit out of the Suns. <laughs> then they lost. So they're progressing. But each year, they're getting better. Now they've, you know, Jalen Brunson, congratulations, going to the Knicks, get that money. But is he that guy that was going to take you to the next level? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. So now he has a little bit of wiggle room. You're allowing Luca to be the full leader. But without, like, just throwing him into the fire, you bring in Christian Wood, who's an automatic bucket, gives you defensive versatility, length, energy, has, like, a new – he's going to have a new vigor for life because he's playing with a true point guard, Mm -hmm. right, and just a bucket getter, an MVP caliber player. And I think the environment is going to be good for both of them. Uh, I, I I like the Mavericks on paper this year, this summer, like what they've done. I like them in the future. And I'm curious to who they pick up to be their energy leader. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. Luca, people, let's not get into what's happened with LeBron James. Right. Let's not get into the I don't like him. Oh, he's not my like like Luca is as special as Braun is. And I and I will I will st- oh, I will I, Luca is that type of special. Right? Am I am I lying, Ken? No, no, you're not lying. It's it's no, wild he's at, to like, watch. If I were he, to pay money to it, watch a player, I would tell you pay whatever you have to pay to watch him. I, 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 because I, on TV it doesn't and, and no everyone justice. knows. Yeah, everyone knows like LeBron James is going to go down as one or two, depending on what your opinion is. Greatest basketball player. Luca is that special. The way he plays the game, what he's able to do, the dominance that he's had at an early, early, early age. Like the game is a joke for him. He's playing a different game. Now, does he have the physical gifts to play as long as LeBron will it has played? We That's yet to be seen. But currently, does he have the same type of 
they're playing a different type of basketball game than everyone else? Yes. Like Luca's that guy. And and there's been tons of guys that weren't weren't like that. There's only been probably about seven or eight in probably NBA history when they showed up, it was like, oh well, it's different for him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that the Dallas Mavericks are taking their time and and making sure, like, hey, we're gonna build this, we're gonna build it methodically, we're gonna build slow because we have one of the potential greatest players to ever play the game oh. already at this early at this point in time he's one of the greatest ever at this age so even if he didn't get any better than what he is right now for the next 10 years he is a first ballot hall of famer yep. even if he didn't get one ounce better one the, ounce the better from what he is, is at, at 27 8 and yeah, 8 was- not was hurt. Yeah. Dude, what? Tim Hardaway Jr. is an automatic yeah. 18 to 24 points a game. I think maybe let's go 16 to 20. Let's go 16 to 20. But yeah. that's a lot. And they still did all that yeah. last year without him. We could sit here and talk about them forever. Obviously, okay. Luca as well. Um, the amount of times I now he's ready to move tweeted, us on. Yeah, that tweeted. He's just different. He is different. Luka, it's awesome. Everyone okay. knows that damn left step back is coming. He can't do shit about it. No, they know it. Here, here it goes. What he did to the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> we did to the Phoenix Suns and was talking shit. Oh, love when it. he's talking shit to the Phoenix Suns, like Luca, Luca's different, man. Like he gets mad and he's gonna take like he like he takes shit personally. Like he yeah. like the way he talks to people. I know, Allie. We'll keep going. Yeah. I just I, I'm not gonna look. I got you. Uh, who wins the Northwest Division? This one can be pretty easy. Nuggets, even money. Timberwolves, two to one. Blazers, Jazz, Thunder. No disrespect. I, I think the in terms of this. I'm, Nuggets, Timberwolves. I have I'm the, gonna t- say have this. the Nuggets I, I think gotten that better. The Timberwolves. Uh, Jamal Murray's back. But they've lost. See, that's where I think. <laughs> I think that's going to be the biggest issue. That's going to be the biggest issue for Denver. What? <laughs> I think that they're going like part of it is like just because a person is back, which happens to everyone. Remember when Kyrie first came back from his, you know, oh, Kyrie's back and blah. it takes a moment yeah, but to that like was just like because you got for like the first two and a half months of the season. You guys had to like. No, but what I'm but what I'm saying is that just because a player comes back doesn't mean that that connection grind smoothness. 100%. And sometimes like, oh, we have the most talent here because Jamal's back. We should win. It's like, no, motherfuckers, now there's just no excuse to lose. Yeah. There's a difference. Well, you I know, this, so I, I just, I think it takes, it could take a moment. You, you got Jamal Murray For them back. to be dominant. You assume Jamal Murray's going to be 50-50. Then you assume Michael Porter Jr. is going to be 50-50. What do they look like? My How 50-50 is for Jamal. Well, I'm saying 50-50 because let's say if we have four games in a week, he's going to play great too for the first three months. He's coming back from yeah, that injury, I right? So, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So then after that, now he's trying to get his rhythm. Now he's trying to get in sh- not in shape, but, like, yeah. he's trying to understand his body. If you really look at, like, Clay Thompson, he's a freak, right? Like, Clay came back, and because Golden State was so good, we never really paid attention to, like, how many points he was getting early on. Some games he was having two, five, seven points, and then other games he was getting 20, and then the next game he'd get, like, 10. What right? about the addition of KCP? Mm-hmm. I don't. That doesn't move my needle. No offense. Three and D. I'm not saying he's obviously. The no, no. no. Doesn't move my needle. No. Demarcus no. Cousins. No. No. What? No. No. Is this 2010? No. I'm asking. This, this is obviously they these, don't need star power. I'm asking in terms of like how they've built out their team, and now you're going to see it in a different light. I'm just their team. The, those players only become important yeah. if Jamal Murray is healthy and their team is playing well. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, their horses are playing well. That's a contending combination, in my opinion. They're healthy. Now, who are the other pieces that they have around them? But if those guys aren't playing well, it's the same thing with, like, DeJounte Murray and and Trey Young. The only thing that matters is how those guys mesh in the backcourt. If they don't mesh, nothing else matters. Do you think Denver's a contender this year? Yeah. Yeah. A contender? Uh, Richard, stop it. No, Stop no, 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 it, no. Richard. Hear me. Hear me out. No, I don't want to hear this. Me. That's not even, not even. Hear me out. I don't hear have them in out. my top eight. Hear me out. Okay, listening. 
Okay, okay, that's that's fair. You don't have him in your top eight. The only reason why Jokic has won two MVPs is basically because he has carried this team to a high, high level without their all-star point guard that's 26 years old in Jamal Murray. Yes, he's not an all-star. He's on his way to being an all-star. He's that type of special, the 50-point games in the bubble. That was two years ago, and he's missed out on so much progression because of that injury. That being said, if he is the sixth seed Without Jamal Murray, their notable second best player, if that means that him coming back and playing a season bumps them to the third season or the third seed. to the third seed, that's not that's not that if you're in a top three seed in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, you're a contender. I'm not saying I'm not picking you to win, but that means you're a contender. That's all that's I, I don't, that's I don't only think one play. I don't think. This is no disrespect Jamal Murray, to Jamal Murray. Jamal is not Murray Kawhi is their second best player, bro. Jamal Murray is not bro. Kawhi Leonard. You, you can't just insert Jamal Murray and go, oh, they're automatically third. Agreed. I'm saying that I, what I'm saying is that do I think that they could be potentially a contender next year from the standpoint of could they be a top three, four seed in, okay. the, in their conference? Yes. For this argument, six, or this seven, argument, without, they got who the, are your top three the teams in the Western Conference? Hang on. We're actually going to get there. Okay. Sorry. We're actually going to get there. So hold on to that. Having said that, there's a lot of ifs in general with that conversation because Jamal Murray hasn't touched the floor in over Me and a Michael year. Porter Jr. too. Or MPJ, yeah. yes. Okay, moving on. Who wins the Pacific Division? Suns, Warriors, and Clippers all around two to one. Uh, Lakers, eight Suns, to one. Suns, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, 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 we don't need to go there. The Suns, Let's talk about Warriors, the top three. Uh, I, I will say Golden State this year. I think the Suns are going to – they've lost some players. <sighs> Damn, but they do play great during a regular season. Who? The Suns. Suns. I think the Clippers are going to – I'm going to say the Clippers seem rested. <laughs> Dude. You know, T. There's no way the Clippers. There's no way the Clippers are going to be number one. What? Stop it. Yeah, I'm just asking. Are they a contender? Allie, the Clippers are coming out of the Western Conference. Think about what you just said about Denver. The Clippers are coming out of the Western Conference. Thank you, thank you, Allie. Thank you, Allie. In how long? A year. Paul George missed half of a season. Thank you, Allie. See, see. Now those guys are more proven, but and the Clippers still made the playoffs. So did the with fucking the, Nuggets both years, bro. With no, they don't Murray have an all-star or an the MVP. The Clippers Who? are exponentially they didn't have an better than Denver. Paul George didn't play because Paul George didn't play enough games to qualify for an all-star. Richard, let, let's just—I know we're arguing. The Clippers are <laughs> an exponentially like better team than the Nuggets. No, like it is—they are more built. The Clippers are built to beat everyone. The Nuggets have to rely on They need Jamal MVP. Murray to play like an all-star. They need Jamal. They, no. Uh, MVP. But they, he needs to be Jamal, an MVP. Like okay, two we guard. are about to start. We are about to Wait, wait, wait. We are about to start the 22-23 okay. NBA season. Okay. Two years ago, Jamal Murray was, was in the Western Conference Finals. They went from not making in the, the playoffs to making it to the first round. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not disputing that. Then they went to the Western Conference Finals. The next year... They were like the third seed. Okay. Jamal Murray tears his ACL, so he doesn't get a chance to prove himself. Jokic finishes it off, okay. carries them. They win, he wins the MVP because he keeps him afloat. The next year, Jamal Murray doesn't play at all. So for his team to two years ago be in the conference finals and to say that Jamal Murray is not going to be a ridiculous addition to the team, I think that's that's where we're – and he's he's twenty six years old. That means like this guy might have, if he would have been healthy, he might have been a two time All Star by, by now. By that understanding, then Anthony Davis is going to be MVP, and the Lakers are going to be number two in the Western Conference. What do you mean? If Anthony mean? Davis is MVP, I will take that. No, I'm saying so. You're, by your <laughs> by your uh, like guesstimations of how players are after two years off, or they've been really great in a bubble in that one situation, and then they have not played or been hurt. And then all but of a sudden, he was this great year, in the bubble. That. But he was great. Jamal Murray was a great player. Great. So was Anthony Davis. Took his game to so another was level. Anthony Agreed. Davis. So then all of a sudden, why are we not putting so, the Lakers up there? When it comes to who comes out of the West. They're getting him how back. How about this? They're getting Clippers. him back. According to odds, who yeah. comes out of the West? Warriors and Clippers, both favorites around three to one. Yeah. Suns, four to one. Lakers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Mavericks all around 10 to one. Ooh, I put the Mavericks above. That would be I don't the but he was coming there. out of the West. No, it's 
No, you can't be a single superstar and come out. You can't be a single superstar and come out. So say whatever you want. It, like I no, think I you could even that. say whatever. And when I, when I say single superstar, out, when I say single superstar, I think the I Mavericks. Mean, like, I think the Mavericks make the second round, maybe Western Conference final. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But I don't think uh, I don't think you can win a championship or even come out of the finals without having another All Star on your squad. And that's yeah. just that's just true. And I don't see another all star. Now, Christian Wood can make a big jump. And then the we're question t- would be, the, can Christian Wood, can he do it during the postseason? Right. Right. Can he bring his same game and play at a high level during the postseason and then do it all the way to the conference finals or true, finals? True, 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 true. I don't see that from Christian Wood, even if he does play great. It takes it takes time to get there. So well, Dallas, guys, let's not. OK, we, I think you're giving really great insight. Let me be honest. But oh. it's still very early, right? So it's kind of hard because you're talking about players who haven't played, right. et cetera. So these are just I those think we're fun being disrespectful kind of... to the to the Warriors. I, I think we're I being very disrespectful. To the I was going to ask why there's no. I I know, Damn. and after I took a second, <laughs> I like the idea of the Clippers. But Richard makes a great point. What if Aww. Paul George? Kudos, what Rich. if you know Kawhi? What if all these things? The Clippers on paper are built to beat. From the Suns to the Blazers, anybody, anybody mm-hmm. right? Because of their versatility, because they're coaching, because of their, like just the way they play basketball is really good basketball. But then we like totally take away like what the Golden State Warriors have been doing over these years. Looking at Kaminga's development, looking at if you can get ten to twenty minutes at a James Wiseman, that's a whole nother team. That's a whole nother unit that they have never had or never shown. Since well, then, then we start to get to the what ifs for them. Then we start to get to the what ifs what for ifs. them. That's right. the part yeah, where right, it's right. like, yes. Okay, so. Yeah, that, okay. that's when we. But I like their what ifs because their what ifs deal with. So do I. They're champions. Eight, nine, they're ten. champions. <laughs> their so... what ifs are 8, 9, 10, not 1, 2, 3, right? I could deal with a what if for mm-hmm. 8, 9, 10. Their 1 through 5 is already, and then their high draft pick has been balling yeah. and ready to go. I... We got to take a yeah. quick break. So before we no, do, this break. is the final one. You wow. gotta take a break. Who's your pick to win this year's NBA championship? A couple of weeks before the season, that's when we're talking right now. Here are the odds. I find this to be really interesting. Celtics, five to one. And then all around eight to one. Warriors, Clippers, Bucks, and Nets. Suns, ten to one. Sixers, Heat, sixteen to one. Lakers, Mavs, Nuggets. Can I bet that can I bet against Celtics. the Nets? Is that a thing? I don't bet. You're on yeah. Oh, oh, you take them. No, yeah. I I want to bet against that they win it. Ooh, somebody thinks they're not gonna make the playoffs. That's crazy. Who? Big. Oh, I could bet them to not make the playoffs. That's oh, don't do bet. that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. That's silly. That's the don't don't. Yeah, don't do that. But what? Okay, what is? Don't okay, bet on them to here's not. Here's a. Here's a. I'm, let me just throw spaghetti against the wall, right, to see if it's done. What if they play the first twenty-five games? KD is healthy. Kyrie is healthy. Somebody goes, I'll take a chance on those guys. So KD and Kyrie are gone. And all of a sudden, you got Ben Simmons with the ragtag. What does it sound like we're playing? What does it sound like we're playing? If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> yep. The what if game. It sounds like party. we're playing the what if game. We can, only talk about, we, can only talk, yeah, we can only talk about the absolutes. Okay. okay. We can only talk about the absolutes. Ooh, right, but we got to take a the break. Absolutes absolutes are there. Richard, Ali said we had to take a break. Fine. Well, I don't want to do it. But great discussion. I didn't say that. You can wrap up. You can wrap up. Uh, I think thought. the biggest here. Here's my two thoughts. And I think we talked about this the other night. Um, my biggest what if in the NBA is the New Orleans Pelicans. And we don't even talk about them. I think the New Orleans, oh, New yeah, Orleans Pelicans are, are a top, to be found. <laughs> top, if they're healthy, top five team. Wow. Top five team in the West. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. The New Orleans like, Pelicans are Oh yeah, four to one. Yeah, you know the you know what the problem you know what the but problem that's is. A lot me, of Chang, what this is the problem with me, Chang. Chang, you this is the problem. You've seen it. You've played with Steve Nash, Grant Hill, Braun. Like you've played with the greatest players of our generation, and you see the level of obsession that the best player has to have. Right, they have to have it. Like. Your leader, your best player has to be at a level of a session. That's why it's the same people every year in the finals. Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, 
Tim Duncan, LeBron. It's always the same fuckers in the finals. Right. Because there's only there's only a few people with those mentalities. So when I look at like can oh, you know, the Pelicans, it's like I don't see Zion Williamson, quote unquote, having that type of like locked in focus. Brandon yet. Ingram does. Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Ingram does. My Brandon Ingram does, but is he as great as all of the other guys that we just mentioned? So that's what I'm saying. It's uh, like when we talk about me, contender, it does your best player have the 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 psychotic take that it needs to lead them, right? That was something that was questioned by, by what Jason What I saw Taylor. Brandon Ingram do last year was okay. embrace his talent, which is which is okay. a weird click thing. I'll go, oh, I'm different. Nobody can fuck with me. <laughs> I'm different. Yeah, nobody can fuck and with me. And what I have been hearing and seeing and what Willie Green is instilling in him he was hurt the first 25 games of the year, and they were boo-boo, right? I think they were like 1-14 or 1-something, and they still made the playoffs and were out there doing this thing. I, they, I were, they were under 500. It, we can't just make them. We can't just make the playoff statement like it wasn't. Like, there's still some we can quote. Like, they were 1-14 they weren't, they weren't like with no, no, with no Zion, no, yeah. no, no CJ, no Brandon Ingram, no nothing. Their team was ragtag. I'm, all right. Th- they're, trash. Was- they're trash. You know I'm who we just, need I'm to bring in for this conversation? Who? Oh, oh. Your, your BFF, Channing, Larry Nance Jr. He'll settle it all for us. No, no, he's when he'll it comes to the Pelicans. Um, I like the Pelicans. All right, so who's your year. pick to win? Early, early, early here in uh, September, and then we're taking a break. Golden State Warriors. That's the easy pick. Again? I have to. I, it's hard for me not to. I saw Draymond Green. He looks in great shape. It hurts my heart. <laughs> I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks oh, win. win the whole thing? No. I thought you meant yeah, yeah, the whole, No, win the whole thing. But, You're NBA champion. You still have the Golden Shit. State Warriors. Yeah, why you still you have the Golden State Warriors. You, yeah, my yeah. Warriors. <laughs> they nice. They nice. Yeah, but again, we, like these, these are the way too early. We might as well pick exactly. these teams after the finals. Yeah. The generals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are what I picked the Washington Generals. All right, well done. By the okay. both of you. you sound like expert. You, you, you sound you. like you guys won a championship in the NBA. Nope. We're going to take a nope. quick break. We'll be back right after Okay, this. thank you. Guys, I want to take a, a quick moment. We do it every week because um, it's genuine. We love them. Talk about a, a partner of ours uh, that has a product that we personally love. We use every day. Mm. Um, it is Channing. Athletic. Give my athletic greens. greens. Wow. Athletic You are greedy rich. Um, in yes. case you have not heard about Athletic Greens yet to our listeners, to our viewers. Um, for example, we all got tired of taking multiple pills, vitamins every single morning. This is efficient um, and it handles all the things that you need. It's a scoop of Athletic Greens and about eight ounces of water. Um, tastes great. Helps us feel our best. Um, it's all about, obviously, improving our clarity, energy, uh, overall health, if you will. Um, it's packed with 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food sources, superfoods, and even probiotics. I Ooh. love it. I will say this. I've gotten a bunch of people on it yeah. um, recently, and they have come to me, and I don't think I realize this, but I drink mine in, my, in the morning. They drink theirs, and it's kind of like a fast as well. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. You're not as hungry. Oh, yeah, well, because you're not hungry. You're not yeah. as hungry. That's the part. That's the part, it's but you have the energy. Head. You're not as hungry. It's not like the coffee where you get the jitters. Um, mm. It's not, you know, you're not like eating some eggs where you, you know, get lethargic, you know, an hour later. I don't know why you're sticking your tongue out, Channing, weirdo. Because when or, Channing had his late nights here in Vegas, he actually called me this morning and said, do you got any one of those AG1 packets? Yeah, I need. I, I take like it as recovery. I take it as recovery. Yeah. The probiotics yeah. is what I really needed. So we love Athletic yeah. Greens. The and suppositories. Obviously, okay. if you would like nope. to jump on our train and see what it's all about, uh, we have a, a great offer for you. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, which is what we use all the time. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and take advantage and ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional value and insurance now. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin' and get started today. Went to dinner last night with Channing and our crew, and uh, we get to this back room, and I was told, Allie, you have to come meet someone. Someone is excited and, and wants to meet you. And what do you know? I find out it's an Arizona alum. We're everywhere. 
He had a lot to say about Richard. He's here celebrating his birthday because his beautiful wife planned this whole weekend in Vegas. Ivy. Miss Ivy. Is the wife. His name is Quinn Tebbs. And he's joining us now. I feel very outnumbered. Oh, this feels good. But welcome. How do you feel? This feels good. uh, It feels nice to be here. Yeah. (laughs) He is is, uh, fresh off the pool. Straight, just hot. Hey, Quinn, Quinn, I heard you had a rowdy group, bro. Oh, Quinn, I heard you had a rowdy group. Super rowdy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of uh, Diet Cokes, a lot of waters. (laughs) We were getting after it. (laughs) (laughs) I would say everything but that. Quinn, I'm going to be the serious guy here. What what was your high school like, and what made you go to U of A? So my high school. Damn, Channing. Uh, dude, I'm curious. So I'm serious. actually honestly curious. I've never actually asked Quinn about these questions. Well, and Every again, time we meet, we're like out with 100 different people. Yeah. And, you know, U of A, there's like, oh, here's Steve Kerr, or here's Sean Elliott, or here's you know Michael Dickerson, and here's Gilbert, or you, or me, or Andre. And it's all these different people. And so you're like talking to everybody, but I never actually asked him what his high school was like, and then why he chose U of A. So I, that's actually a great question. It's a good Thank question. You. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> so that's, uh, um, I'm, I'm in Utah, I grew up in Utah, right, played right. basketball there, and I played at a high school called Bingham High School. Okay. And we were, uh, I think my senior year, we were the largest high school in the state. Which is how many people? Um, we were at, I think, 3,500. What? Wow. It was big. Yeah, three, it was three to 3,500 was, was our high school. Mm. Size. So it was you don't good, even know size half school. the people in your class. <laughs> you go to college. That's a small junior college. I'm good with faces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, and uh, I, I actually didn't. I got Coach Olson saw me in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. Back when they had the Slam and Jam tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer, but we were at a Slam and Jam tournament, and uh, Coach O showed up to actually watch another Utah team, and yeah, he yeah. was out in the hallways where you see the big boards and the brackets, trying to figure out where to who you know who to watch and stuff, and. And he asked my dad, he said, hey, do you know where this Utah team's playing? And we, I want to go watch, you know, these two guys. And my dad said, well, they're playing over this other gym. He said, well, I'm going to tell you, probably the best player in the state is playing in this gym. Maybe you ought to come by and watch him. Yeah, he yeah. says, oh, what's his name? He gave him my name. And Coach O said, and he said, and he's my son. And so Coach O, he, he said, you know what, I'll, I'll come over. I'll come second half over and I'll watch your son play. Um, oh, that's awesome. And so, that's a sick story. Yeah, and so Coach O, true to his word, came over. Uh, watched us play. I think we were playing. Uh, we were playing a team from Southern California. Uh, I think uh, Chris Johnson was on it, and J.R. Henderson were on that team. Um, yeah. And I, I had a really good game. Played really good game. And Coach O came up after the game, went and said, "You know, I like your son. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice basketball player. And if it's Arthur, I'd like to uh, recruit him." Wow. And that's how it happened. Damn. Right there on the spot. After right there just on the watching spot. You well, a he, half? He, he watched a half, and then. Then they just started following me. Then they put, uh, and then Roz took over. And Roz was the one. That, <laughs> Roz, yeah. bro. Oh, Jim. Who's that? Jimmy Greatest Rob guy on the planet Earth. That's who it is. Literally, at, at college. Rob, salt of the if, earth. Yes. If we were out acting stupid and somebody called, it was Roz who called us, who goes, guy, what? What are y'all doing? Get, go home. Like, you, you, know, you know, okay, okay. Let me give you a kind of like, like a, like a, a, si- a side reference, but a much like, and I'm going to say this, a much cooler version, but like, you know how T. Lou has D. Jones? Yeah. Right? Uh, Where like Lute Olsen, Lute Olsen less. had Roz. Yeah. yeah. Had, had Roz. Like Coach Roz was, never, Coach was, like, slept Roz. so good on Saturdays where Roz was getting calls by the police Saturday night because yeah. one of us was getting in trouble. Yeah. One every and he oh. goes, guys, I don't want to wake up this late. I, so now I gotta wake you oh. up. Yeah, God, Roz, God. Oh. He's, he Roz is, is the best. Yeah, dude, it was. He wild. is. He is. He is one of the key pillars to the University of Arizona's success. Like, oh, it's crazy. I would say he. It was. It was. It's Lute Olson and and Bobby and then him. Oh. Like he's 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 that like clown that just kept us all together. Only recruited a bunch of clowns. Yeah. You know yeah. because he was one. Well, I, and yeah, I felt like I kind of felt like time. Roz was always like that kind of that bridge yeah. between the players and Coach O. It For was sure. always like Roz was the guy that that I mean he everybody went to Roz and he took care of us all. He took care of everybody's problems. Yeah, in the classroom he was on. You know, are you getting into your, you know, get are you going to class? Or are you getting your stuff done? And he <laughs> kind of help you know help mm-hmm. solve some issues there. Yeah, for, yeah. for some of us. Look, we're not going to keep Quinn too long just because it is his birthday weekend. Okay. Um, okay. But I do, the one thing I will say is like, I always razz Rich and Channing about 
U of A, yada, yada, yada. They brag, 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 brag. But I actually, deep down, I, I love listening to the stories. I think it's awesome. If there's anything I've actually learned uh, last night being just kind of one of those reminders, whew, uh, is that you guys truly are a fraternity. And you kind of have reminded me a couple times that you guys didn't all play together. You mm -hmm. were a senior when Rich was a freshman. And then you no. were even, right? I was, I, I transferred. Transferred. So, okay. And that's, transferred. that's what's great yeah. about Arizona. I had a family member that got leukemia back home. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm going home to finish to play. I got to be with my family. Got it. But what is cool of what you're getting at yep. is it doesn't matter like who you are. I always tell people like the totem pole of U of A mm -hmm. basketball. You've got Sean, Steve, Damon, Rich, Channing, yep. and on and on. Mike, Miles. I don't know if I put Rich Dickerson. up there that high. I would put probably Andre up there, maybe, you know. You guys all just kind of beat to that Josh, natural. Josh, Josh Pastner. Yeah. You guys all just kind of beat to that natural love, like drum, and it's awesome. Well, and and they, what they did at UVA, and I think something that Coach O was very good at is he was good at finding guys that had great, like good character guys, mm -hmm. guys that are. I mean, everybody that I meet that I don't play with, that I didn't play with, all of them are genuinely good people. Yeah. And so you can show up and, you know. You know, I'm on the very bottom of U of A totem pole. You know, I was there for two and a half years, and I was lucky enough to be on the 97 team that won the national championship. Um, but they all treat Ooh. you the, they all treat you the same, yeah, yeah. and that's what's great. Oh. Doesn't matter who you are. No, hell no. You're all you're everybody's treated just with great respect. Well, it's it's always, a great program. It's always interesting because like everyone goes, oh, U of A the program. Like you look at the NBA players, but then you look at the people who like. Josh Rainey, for instance, or like you who are successful outside of that, or like, uh, dude, his name, yeah, his name is Jason, but it's cool. Jason, Jason, sorry, Josh, Josh Passner, who's Passner. that coach? Yes. So Josh Passner, Jason Rainey, you look at Quinn, you look at, um, who's the big time, uh, uh, producer, music producer. Um, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm dude, they just ran his picture on the exactly. last Grammys. Right? It, it was, was like, crazy. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like a Grammy award Guys, winning. Come on, Mason. Then we have Mason. Mason. Yes. Right. Then you have guys like mm. Kenny Lofton and then you're like, holy shit. Like Kenny Lofton is like uh, the man in baseball. And then you look at like, he still comes back and does baseball stuff with us or basketball stuff with us. Like the program creates and what, what Quinn is saying, the program creates great men who are successful in all areas, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what they do. And a lot of them are turned into coaches. A lot of them turned into very successful coaches. I mean, you look at Steve Kerr. He's a five-time champion as a player. And I mean, he's a four-time champion as a coach, mm -hmm. right? That's a lot of rings. He's running out of fingers. He's a lot of rings. He's got to put championship rings on his toes. But, like, we just love the game and we love each other. And, like, when we see each other, especially the Coach O era guys, we all have a respect for the game because if you weren't doing your thing, Coach O, Coach o would just tell you straight up. Ah, like, come on. Oh. What are you doing? What are you? What doing? are you? Do your job. I remember I shot a step uh, back my senior year. I had been working on it all summer. I've been barbecuing <laughs> pools. I shot one step back, not even a three pointer. Step back, mid range, bow, dotted that thing. Channing, you could shoot that next year. <laughs> and I was like, Coach of a senior, he goes exactly. I love, that. I love when everybody does like a Coach O impersonation. So it's like this long, drawn out, very like so deliberate. What are we doing, Dude. Channing? Do you even want to be here? You got, you guys. I was like, Coach, I have nowhere else to be. I'm on so scholarship. Funny. I was gonna say, let's hear your your favorite Coach O story. So, and it, it didn't even have anything to do with me. I just always found it to be so funny because, like, Coach O, he's a guy like, you know, we're around him nonstop. The guy does not cuss. Oh. He will not. Wow. Curse. Yeah. And so we were, Ever. we were, we had this practice and, uh, and it was just like, it was just coach O's like his style, right? Miles, something happened and miles and miles cursed and coach O's stop, stop <laughs> for heaven's sakes, miles. You have the mouth of a sailor get off the floor. Well, miles walked before like tried to like shuffle, like sidekick him with his foot um, Get off the floor. Jiminy Chris, he was like that old school Jiminy Christmas, Jiminy Christmas. good gracious, oh, yes. for Pete's Holy sakes. Toledo. Flippin' yeah. sugar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard him that's say amazing. bitchin' twice. You've got more twice. turnovers than a bakery. Yeah, like, that's the shit he would hey, say that. You, got, you, you, know, you know Weez, right? J yeah, Jay oh, Wes, yeah. he was my roommate when we were freshmen. And the best line, his was, he's like, Justin, 
you are slower than molasses in January. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the the funniest thing. We laugh about this. We all feared that man like he was God. We were all like the craziest people, Gilbert, myself, Luke, all these crazy people. We feared that man like he was God in college. And that's what makes it even funnier. That's what makes it even funnier. The craziest people feared the nicest man, the nicest human being. You could ever oh. imagine. Channing, everybody told me Never you're soft. <laughs> Are you that guy? And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, dude, like, I've seen him make a guy cry without crying. Like, he made players cry because you wanted him to just say, good job. That's all you wanted him to say was, like, good job or, like, dude, I'm really proud of you. That When, when I was a senior, even after we lost to Illinois, him and I had a meeting in the back, right? Because obviously it's over. And uh, he just looked at me in the eyes and was like, you know, I appreciate, basically he was like, I appreciate what you've done. You've given me everything that you said you would and more. Um, and I love you. And like, I'm really proud of you. And I didn't cry after we lost, right? Because, you know, games come and lose. And I didn't think it was my fault. I was balling out. Anyways, neither you nor there. Because you're a man. Men don't cry. Right. Stop it. Men cry all the time. I cry sometimes I'm listening. I watched the Will Smith episode where, uh, you know, his dad left. I cry every time. Anyways. <laughs> but, like, that is all I ever wanted from him. You know, my parents were on his ass all the time about, what are you doing with Channing and this and that? And they used to hold my parents at bay and never tell me. And then after we got older, he would tell me these funny stories. We'd be drinking wine. And he'd tell me these stories about how my parents would call after I didn't play. And he's like, guys, are you at practice with him? <laughs> you know, like, Stop yeah. it. <laughs> and my dad and mom are like, no, so you make a good point. Okay, we'll leave you alone, coach. But, like, he that is so wild. Think about how the, the talent mm-hmm. from when he came there to when he left or when he was done and every player and – how it was like never, there was never a point where somebody goes, oh, he didn't get the best out of that guy. Mm-hmm. And so each person, all they wanted all the time, and, and, and just making this a long story long, Coach O just, you just wanted to make him happy because he wanted the best out of you. He saw shit out of me that I didn't even see. Yeah. Right? He thought I it looked like Sean either. Elliott. I didn't see it out of you, you little ball head fuck. <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it either. I don't know what the hell he saw in you. You know what? They thought I looked like Sean like, Elliott. Hey, hey, yeah, when Ludolph hey, was Sean. like, hey, uh, Richard, no, you're, that, that was the gonna, first I think thing we're going to be recruiting Channing Fry. Well, you, you're a, a Phoenix kid because there's very few Phoenix kids oh. that ever got the opportunity. Channing was the third kid. Third Mike Phoenix. Bibby was the first. Yep. Phoenix. Mike Bibby was the first. And then I was uh, the second, and then Channing, and then Jared Bayless. And then so one they, more. it became a little bit of a thing. And then DeAndre Aiden. Who am I missing? Oh, oh. Well, but DeAndre Aiden was like kind of be a proxy. He didn't like grow up in Phoenix. But True. my point is, my point is, is that when he was like, hey, we're going to be recruiting Channing. And I was like, wait, let me see. So we all went down there and, and we kind of helped with the recruiting, but more of just like via support. You got me drunk. We drove down. That's what I'm saying. We drove down. We I drove down from college series. to go watch Channing play. Me, Luke, Gilbert, and Jason Gardner, like I saw that at picture. 17 years old. So it's it's funny that like we've been supporting each other like this since yeah. we were kids. Yeah. Right. Like all of the stories, all of the stuff. We see Quinn. We see his wife. All of this stuff. It's just like it's been so cool to do this at. 15, 16, 17, 18 years old and still be doing it in your 40s. Like, it's like, it's, I'm not 40. We yet. think Fuck it's y'all. normal, but it's not normal. Okay. It's not normal. That's not the way normal no, teams no, no, no. and, and no. schools and, work. And I'll tell you a really quick story, Allie, that kind of yeah. sums up, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of how good these guys are. So, we were, my son, he's a senior. He plays basketball back in Utah at a Corner Canyon High School. They're actually in Long Beach right now playing in a tournament. But we were at uh, Section 7 in Arizona. And he was there, this was maybe you know, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking into the gym, into there's in the Cardinal Stadium, a bunch of courts they'd set up. And also I look over, I'm like, I'm like, is that Mike? Like when you hear Mike talk, he he's oh. got a distinct voice. Yes. And he's just yeah. he, he's just yoked. Yeah. He's huge. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, it looks like a wrestler. I'm like, that's Mike. So I went up behind him and I was like, excuse me, Mr. Bibby, can I have an autograph? He was on the cell phone. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna bug it. I'm like, sir, sir. And he's like, he's like, oh my gosh. 
And so it was my son's birthday. And, and Mike, Mike said, you know, I'm going to come watch your son play. Dad, let me get off this phone call, come in and watch. Um, and so my son, like I said, it was his birthday while we were there. And I just said, hey, Mike, you mind just sending my son a happy birthday wish? And he's like, absolutely. And so I just reached out to some of these guys on social media and texted a few. And I said, hey, you know what? My son's here with his team. Would, you, would, would any of you mind sending a message? I mean, JT, Rich, Channing, um, Mike, all these guys step up and, you know, they step in and do something for just a six, you know, kid turning 18. Yeah, um, which is a big deal. Just, it's a huge deal to him. Yep. And as their dad, it's a big deal to me because it's like, hey, you know what? Yep. These guys don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they take a little time out of their schedule and just run off a little message. They're, they're, I'm telling you, yeah. UVA guys are great guys. And you're giving back to these two U of A guys. Uh, the weekend that you were celebrating your birthday, it was a very late night for you or early morning, shall I say. <laughs> you're at the pool and you decide to come in and chop it up with us. Hey. How about that? Appreciate yeah. it. My guy. Yeah. My guy you these stories will never get old. I love it. I really do. I, I, again, I razz you guys a lot, but I think it's awesome. So much respect. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great brotherhood. I'm just happy. I was a part of it just for a little bit Yeah. because it's, it's, it, it really you make a lot of lifelong have a lot of lifelong friends and just great 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 guys yeah Quinn happy birthday thank yeah. you yeah. happy Thanks birthday thank you thanks Rich 